When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. And Queensland is racing. The action continues right across the state. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sam Highland, good morning. Hello, Mark. Yeah, it's uh, an exciting weekend, isn't it? We've got uh, right around the country, we've got some, some great racing, but it's good to uh, good to have Gold Coast having a, uh, you know, the main meeting on a Saturday, isn't it? They don't, uh, they obviously race uh, so much throughout the year on the Gold Coast, but often it's, uh, you know, they're the, they're the second meeting in, in Queensland. So it's good to see them uh, be the main meeting on the, on the Saturday. A little bit of a different feel to the show this morning, we should explain. I'm locked away at home in isolation. Uh, my wife tested positive to COVID earlier in the week, but today's the last day. So looking forward to, to getting out and heading to the football tomorrow to see the Titans and the Warriors. Uh, you're in our studios in Brisbane on your own, um, and our panel operator, Brixie's on the Gold Coast. So we're all over the shop today, but uh, we've got plenty to get through. It's been a huge week in Queensland racing. Of course, we return to Eagle Farm last Saturday, uh, Sammy, and we were talking about it with uh, uh, Tony Gollan on Friday and everyone had their eyes focused on Eagle Farm and the track on Saturday. What were your thoughts watching the races with regards to, to Eagle Farm? Yeah, I think it, it raced uh, well enough, that's for sure. And, and uh, you know, after a, a track renovation, a major track renovation and then uh, – you know, 12 weeks off, you would expect that it'll race really well. And the beauty of up here is in Queensland is, you know, you've got good, good, great climate to, to grow grass, which, um, uh, you know, probably other parts of the country, we don't, well, especially down south, we don't get that luxury uh, in, in uh, Victoria. So it's um, that, you know, it looked beautiful and, and raced well. The, by all reports from some of the trainers and jockeys that it's still raced pretty firm and that's that's the mm. consistent thing with with this track you know it's um that that sand profile it it can get a bit firm but uh it's it's a becoming a bit of a horses for courses track yeah and let's look at something that uh they need to get sorted once and for all uh because the, the pressure on Doombin has a, an overflow effect in that respect as well. Steph Thornton was saying on the program with Patton Heels during the week, the fact that exactly what you said, it still raced a bit firm. Some of her mounts on the weekend on last Saturday didn't let down on that surface, but that can be the case on every surface. What I'd like to see at Eagle Farm, potentially, Sam, before we get a definitive response, is how Eagle Farm would cope with the rain that we had two weeks ago. What sort of a surface would we have then um, and give us a look at Eagle Farm in dry conditions, but also with a bit of rain around and see how it copes with that. 
Yeah, there's no doubt that that uh, it would have handled that rain, no problems, because it's the water seems to just run straight through it, you know, and even um, even before the track renovation, when we'd had heavy rain, it, it just, um, you know, it can still front up, uh, you know, after like a hundred mils and it's you turn up and it's a soft five and then and then they're they're upgrading uh later in the day so the water just runs straight through it but i think that's uh that's probably a little bit of the issue is the fact that um you can't keep the moisture in the ground you know it's it does drain too well and uh mm. you know when we when we've got uh obviously warm weather up here and and uh the track's um uh drying out at a rate of knots and then and then it gets a bit too firm because um yeah, firm tracks and 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 they're delicate animals, racehorses, and uh, it's not a good recipe. Speaking of water, Albion Park is still out of action. The Brecky Creek is open today for the first time since the floods, but Albion Park, speaking to Luke Gatehouse on Breakfast with Patton Hills yesterday, they still have no power, Sammy, at Albion Park. All their, their circuitry, all their power boards were underwater and they can't get parts from overseas. This is an issue COVID for a number of uh, areas. Uh, they can't get parts from overseas. The track is going to be relayed, but it's all the electrical work that is holding everything up at Albion Park, and they're still racing at Ipswich seven days a week. So, uh, And the harness racing is out at Redcliffe. So Albion Park is under enormous pressure to try and get back to ease the workload for the other tracks in the other codes as well. Yeah, I'm sure Luke Gatehouse, uh, obviously with the Greyhounds, and then Scott Steele with the, with the harness racing. Uh, they're just uh, working overtime to, to get it rolling, try and get it back, uh, back in action. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's uh, tough enough, that's for sure. Now, um, we're going to speak to Barry Bowditch from Magic Millions a little bit later. They've got sales next week. It seems like there's always sales around the country somewhere. Well, they're back on the Gold Coast this week, so the Aquas Magic Millions sales. We'll talk to him a little bit later. But now we have another person that's moved down up from down south, Sammy. An old mate of yours has seen the light and has based himself in southeast <laughs> Queensland. And it's time to have a chat with Andrew Mallin, who's joining us on the line now. Andrew, thanks for your time, mate. Good morning. Welcome to the punters, mate. Morning, fellas. How are you finding southeast Queensland? You've been here uh, long enough now to, to almost be called a Queenslander, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, well, I suppose that's, I suppose that's up to the, I suppose it's up to the Queenslanders if they, if they say want me or not, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd like, I'd like to think, think of myself as a Queenslander now. And what, how long ago was it, did you make the move, Andrew? Um, it's about two and a half years. It was roughly um, September um, 2020, um, sorry, 2019. I got up here and, um, yeah, it's been, been fantastic. Have a look back. And what please was don't tell me you followed. No, no, sorry, Sammy. Please don't tell me you didn't follow this bloke up because he keeps telling me it's three years since he moved. So you're <laughs> six months after that. He didn't talk you into coming up. You just thought um, it's the place to be. Oh look, I did miss his company, um, but yeah, to be honest, he was actually one of the one of the uh, phone calls that I made um, to sort of suss it out. I actually, um, yeah, gave gave Sammy a ring and, and got his opinion on whether whether it'd be the, the, a good move or not, and um, he was very positive about it. And um, yeah, and he was on the money. And I think that uh, you know, as we had spoken back then, that the key to it is is. Uh, as much as uh, it's good to, to the racing is great up here, and it's uh, a lifestyle. You know, it's a, it's a better lifestyle up here, isn't it? I'm, um, you know, with the weather and just a bit more relaxed. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's um, you know, especially when you've got a young family, you know, you, it's, um, you, you, your time is better placed between between work life and, and family um, time and you, you know, you're not missing out on quite as much as, you know, what you would, you know, doing the, the, the daily grind in, um, in Melbourne. And when you touch on the, the daily grind in Melbourne, it's, um, it's full on, isn't it? I mean, we race nearly every day of the year. I think there's only a couple of days of the year. Well, I suppose they bring in those uh, race-free Mondays, but then they double up on the uh, Thursday nights and, and Friday nights. And it's, it's not uncommon to, to go to a meeting in the day and then turn up to Packenham on a Thursday night for two rides. And, you know, it's, it's quite draining, isn't it, for jockeys uh, down in Victoria? Yeah, it is. You know, you, you know, through that through that summer, um, you know, holiday period, you know, it's not it's not um, out of the ordinary to be to be riding nine meetings in seven days, and and then and then we get a race free Monday, and we'd normally be going to the jump outs or the trials. There'd be twenty jump outs at Werribee or something like that. So, um, you know, that, that they might be race free, but they're certainly not work free. So, um, you know, you've really got to applaud the the boys and girls down there that have been doing it. Um, you know, year in and year out. You know, it's, it's um, you know it's a pretty hectic schedule, and it's not for everybody. And it didn't didn't agree with me in the end, and hence hence um, why I'm up here. What was the transition like, Andrew? Was it a, a smooth transition, or did it take you a bit of time adjusting to racing in Queensland as opposed to Victoria? It did take a, um, a lot of adjustment. Um, you know, obviously when I first got here, uh, I was. You know, obviously, used to working and 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 riding um, track work and trials every day. So when I got here, um, I walked the box a little bit. Um, <laughs> not quite sure what to do. I didn't. I had. I had. You no. Know, obviously, I had more free time mm-hmm. on my hands. So I had to. Um, I had to learn. You know, just how to have a more of a life, which was a good adjustment, obviously. Um, and then when it, in terms of the racing, you know, obviously, um, the 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 way races run up here. Are, um, are certainly different. They're 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 a lot quicker. Uh, a lot of emphasis on 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 riding on speed, and um, you know you're riding around, you know, especially in the provincials, a lot of speed tracks. So that was that was something I had to adjust to. It took a little while um, just to wrap my head around it, and um, you know that was that was something that I you know I had to had to learn sort of on the fly as well. You know I, I did sort advice from a lot of um, a lot of riders from around here and, and, and trainers. And um, it, was, it was something that was a challenge just to wrap my head around because races are, are run at a, you know, a bit more of a, 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 an upper tempo than, than what they are in, in Melbourne. And, Andrew, you, you, you know, it didn't take too long to, to get good support from, from all the key stables. Um, uh, but I guess uh, the, the Lees camp, have, they've been really good to you from the Gold Coast, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's pretty well documented that you know I was, I was um, you know probably at the crossroads in Melbourne, and I and I I wasn't keen on on um, continuing to ride, and um, I came up here as a bit of a, a, a large a last ditch effort to try and you know um, revive revive my career, and um, Chris took me on without you know I'd never met him, I'd never spoken to him, um, and and he. You know, he gave me um, an opportunity um, up here. You know, with the satellite stable and only a very small satellite stable, but you know, um, obviously very successful. The, the horses that up here uh, that up here are competing. Um, you know, they 
you know they're always uh, you know they're always very competitive in whatever whatever races um, that you know they're in and um, it didn't take very long um, first winner um, was it was it Ballina and I think you know two or three weeks later um, the, uh, I'd ridden a city winner for him um, and then six weeks later um, Miss Fabulous got the money in the um, Spirit of Boom Classic and, and you know we just sort of went from there and um, it was it was a pretty much a um, you know come up and um, work hard and, and no expectation and, and we'll, we'll kick you off around around the rivers and and the coast and um, you know we'll see where we head and, and eventually it's you know it worked it worked out that. Um, you know, become Chris's main rider, and and he's the you know you know he, he pretty much revived my career and and and, and saved it. So, um, I, I you know I go out there every time to to repay him. And I think it's fair to say that uh, you know even um, from from down in Melbourne, it's something that suits you to team up with with a trainer that where you 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 know you you put in the hard work and and they give you the rides and. Um, you know, it, it's uh, you, you like being part of a team, don't you? Yeah, I, I, that's always agreed with me a lot more than than being a you know a, a freelance sort of just popping in and out. I I did very well um, in the Godolphin operation with John O'Shea. I was there for uh, and Darren Beadman. I was there for two years with, working with John and Darren, and and get I, I really that, that really does suit me. I I, get, I like to go in and, and and ride lots of track work and get to know all the horses, and um, I. I I'm definitely a horse that um, that I know very well. Um, I'm far more confident, you know, when I step out on the racetrack with them because, you know, I sort of know them like the back of my hand. I think that's um, definitely a, a huge um, a huge advantage than, than getting on a horse that, you, you know, you don't know too much about. So that does suit me to, to you know, to be part of the team and, and, and I like to work with the horses behind the scenes. And uh, I, I would say that if every stable that's allowed me to do that, um, I... I you know the the results speak to themselves. You know when uh, when they step out of the races, they're, they're never too far from the money. So yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed that that team environment um, and 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 working with the horses behind the scenes. I think is a huge attribute. And another good supporter of yours, uh, who you've had great luck with. The name just escapes me. The horse. Uh, what was the mare that you won on the Wheatwood for Hatchie? Yeah, Jaden Tom. Jaden Tom, she was she was a beauty. Um, yeah, that he, um, that that mare was was just you know a, a consistent um, uh, tough racehorse that even even in lean times you know she was she was one that you know just sort of kept your name up in light. She was uh, you know she, she she never ran a ran a bad a bad race. You know she was um, yeah really you know just a. a just looked like she was going to be a you know a bread and butter you know type type of mare and, and that fronted up on every Saturday, but she she ended up winning black type and you know she she ended up you know the last sort of twelve months of her career had she really had her firing and and she was able to, to run some some great races in black type company and uh, yeah she she was instrumental in in just sort of cementing um, my place um, in the in the metropolitan ranks you know she was. You know, I think I won five five races on her, and um, and, and again yeah, a Wheatwood, and, and and it was just it was fantastic to to, to win a, a Wheatwood for Hatchie because uh, you know he was uh, other than than Chris he he's you know he's been um, absolutely tremendous in in uh, supporting me and and obviously supporting me in town, which is you know which is what you need you need to be sort of um, riding regularly and, and riding winners regularly in the metropolitan area um, to continue to get those rides. 
Now, tomorrow, uh, you'll really appreciate just driving uh, around the corner to, or just not far up the road to uh, the races at the Gold Coast. In race three, you're riding the Cullinan for the DS Camp. And this horse is uh, DS Camp. This this horse has uh, been thereabouts at recent runs. Yeah, he wasn't beaten too far in a harder race um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, there's been a little bit of rain around. Um, we've, we've been getting a little bit of rain um, the last couple of days, and hopefully that continues into Saturday. Uh, he, he's definitely shown shown some nice form on wet track, so looking forward to um, getting on him. And yeah, with with, uh, an, with an ounce of uh, luck, he sh- should be thereabouts. Uh, then on to race four, sale for uh, Lindsay Hatch, and gee, this horse is going well, isn't he? I was on it last time round; it was a good win. Yeah, I really like this horse. I think he's got um, you know some. Um, ripping staying ability, um, especially um, what he showed the other day. He was really strong through the line. Uh, eighteen back to eighteen hundred um, might not be ideal, um, but I think uh, the prospect of having a soft track, um, you know, definitely brings him right into contention. Uh, race six, even now for the Sears camp. I just thought that the win under its belt last start, uh, it'll do its confidence uh, well. It deserves a crack at this race. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't look out of place at all. Um, obviously, um, the the filly of O'Day's is, is, is the one to beat, um, but drawn soft and, and, and just sort of maps like I'm going to get that nice run um, on, on the back of the, um, the, the favourite, um, you know, with uh, with an ounce of luck, if the favourite's sort of getting weary late, um, you know, I think my filly will, will definitely be, uh, you know, stalking. And, and obviously that, you know, really an, an easy win the other day gave her a bit of confidence. So I think the barrier um, and, and, and just sort of how the, the way the race maps, um, you know, definitely gives me a huge chance. Uh, race seven, you ride Bafana. Gee, this was, um, was a great ride by Jordan Lloyd uh, that, couple of runs back when it came from back in the field and uh, it's got a good finish on it yeah she's got a really sharp turn of foot and, and she shows a liking for for tracks with sting out of the ground and yeah she uh she was very dominant um after a you know it was a ripping ride by by jaden i'm gonna have to replicate sort of something like that um but she's she is a horse that that just likes to settle um where she's happy you know normally sort of mid to back in the field and if she's able to, to, you know, just to switch off and, and get that nice run mid-race, she, she has got a devastating turn of foot, which, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we sort of get that run and, and just sort of a bit of luck in the straight. Sort of, by, I, I would say by that stage of the day, um, we're probably starting to, to scout a fair bit off the fence. So we're probably going to need to be, um, you know, just sort of get to that right part of the track. Good on you, Andrew. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, good luck tomorrow, and hopefully we'll, it won't be that long before we uh, have, an, have you back as a guest again on the punters, mate. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate you having me. Good on you, mate. Andrew Mallion there on the punters, mate. Queensland is your place to race this year. We will take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll come back and get to follow, fold or forgive from Semi Highland. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. And it's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. In fact, it's a 
another busy couple of days. We've got racing today in Townsville on the Sunshine Coast. That's for the Thoroughbreds. Marburg and Warwick for the Harness and Ipswich in Townsville for the Greyhounds. Tomorrow, big meeting at uh, Aquas Park, Gold Coast. Ipswich, Innisfail, Toowoomba, Longreach, Esk, Clong, Curry, and Springshaw, Redcliffe for the Harness and Ipswich for Greyhounds. And then we're back to the sunny coast on Sunday for the Thoroughbreds, Redcliffe, Harness, Ipswich and Rocky for the Greyhounds. Still no Albion Park or Capalabar. Now, Tommy, uh, Tommy, Sam, I should say, <laughs> what are your follow, fold or forgive this week? Let's start with a follow from last week. Okay, well, I'm not, uh, you know, I've got heaps of mates in this camp and I'm, I'm not going uh, very left field, but Gypsy Goddess, this is an absolute jet, this filly by Tarzino. Uh, David Van Dyke, I mean, that win last time at, uh, at last Saturday at Eagle Farm, she is a beauty. Like, back in the field and then just came out and started trucking up around them, just picking them off, and then just went on to win by three and a half, win as it likes. And, I mean, she is just going to be lethal when she gets to the mile and a half in the Australian Oaks uh, down in Sydney. So, uh, yeah, she is a really exciting horse, five for five now, really exciting filly. And, uh, yeah, I I think... uh, we're, we're going to just see her keep getting better and better as she gets out to further. I mean, she's obviously won over 2,100 winning the Grand Prix last preparation. She's just an exciting horse. And, uh, yeah, I, I think she is an absolute beauty. Gypsy goddess. So the, there's your follow. What about a fold? Uh, Miss Lot 1. Uh, I backed this on uh, Wednesday and she is just a stinky mare. I can't cop her. So, yep, give her a miss. And forgive. Trevelyan, this was a good good run at last start. He's got his hoof on the till. Um, you know, he, he just didn't have the, like, he had a sweet run last time around, but it, he was very honest. I think he'll win next up. There's the follow, fold or forgive for Semi Highland. We'll take a break for the news. Other side, we'll check the latest betting markets with Crossbet. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing. The action continues this weekend right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. A big weekend on the Gold Coast, as we mentioned. Uh, A massive race meeting tomorrow. But starting today um, is the 2022 Gold Coast March Yearling sales. There's inspections today, and the sales themselves get underway on Monday. The boss of uh, the Magic Million Yearling Sale is Barry Bowditch, and he joins me on the line. Barry, good morning to you, mate. Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, today, as I mentioned, inspections from uh, 8 o'clock, so they've already started. What's the vibe like? Yeah, that's no, great. Um, it's just starting to get rolling out here. I've just got a horse in front of me right now having a bit of a look. Uh, there's a few people about, and the horses actually a few people got out here early and paraded yesterday, so it'll build up between now and Monday. Generally, Sunday's quite a busy day after tomorrow's race day, and you know all the interstaters and uh, and the guys from the country come into town to take a look and get themselves organised for Monday, Tuesday. So, how many lots do we have, and what type of horses are for sale? 
Yeah, these are yearlings, so they're uh, obviously 18 months old. They're, they're working towards their two-year-old career. Um, there's 427 of them to offer. Uh, this is a sale that's for Queensland-bred horses. So when I say Queensland, they're obviously either by a Queensland sire or uh, they're being patronised by a Queensland breeder that breeds to Queensland sires quite often. Uh, and, and, you know, this is a, an outstanding start to get involved in. Obviously, the bonuses that go with these horses, you know, obviously they've got the Magic Man's Race Series, which is quite extraordinary. But on top of that, week in, week out, the cutest bonuses here in the state are, are huge. Um, whether you're running first, second or third, you're, you're likely for any two or three-year-old race here in the state to be taking home a bonus of up to, you know, 130000 I think tomorrow there's a couple of $300,000 races. So huge prize money on offer. And, uh, and you know, this is the sale. We say that's got more incentive than any other. Barry, how, how do you work out, um, or how far out do you, do you work out what goes into to this sale, you know? Like, do, do you target um, certain studs, or do they come to you and, and say, yeah, this, you know, we think uh, this, this horse will suit this sale? Is that how it works? Pretty well. So from August last year, Sam, we sort of get out on the road and we're looking at horses for this sale and all our other sales, and uh, we're... Um, we're identifying what horses will suit what sales. And obviously, you know, with this, uh, we've been very fortunate in the last few years to have the likes of Spirit of Boom and Better Than Ready and Sidestep go to another level and become, you know, you know they're, they're very commercial sires now. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that makes it a lot easier to get people here to the sales. But, look, we, we're building a catalogue. We probably start with about 600 entries for this sale. So, so not every horse makes the catalogue. And we dwindle it down to a number that we think uh, we can obviously sell and are suitable for a sale of this kind. We've obviously seen, um, uh, you know, the, the sales seasons, you know, in full swing from you guys uh, back in January. And it's been quite amazing um, to, to see how strong these sales are, you know, after obviously what we've experienced in the last couple of years with the pandemic and what's going on in the world. Um, would you ever believe that that it would be going as strong as uh, selling as strong as they are? Well, I remember this sale two years ago is when COVID hit. We um, got reduced to 500 people on the grounds, and at that point, I went, I don't know what's going to go on next. But to see the resilience of this industry and what's gone on this year in the yearling sale market is uh, is it's been unbelievable. Obviously, January was was a landmark sale for us. It was probably the best sale we've ever held. And I was only in Adelaide early this week where we held a sale there. And the, the gross sale for that went from 15 million to almost 21. So um, big, big increases in the yearling sale market. But I guess it equates that, you know, there's a lot of money, you know, being kept in here in Australia now and being spent within our own means. And, and, and with that, you know, the prize money that horses race for, not only here in Queensland, but all over Australia is giving, giving more you know, impetus and reason for, for people to be part of our game. Yeah, and I think syndication plays a role too, Barry. The fact that uh, it seems to be that, you know, a lot of your average punters now see an opportunity to be part of a syndication and you see a lot of syndicated horses uh, running around the tracks around the country. Are you expecting a bullish sale? Look, um, I'm expecting a solid sale. Like, I think there's a lot of syndicators coming, not only from here in Queensland, from them in a state to, to race horses here in Queensland, taking Queensland bonuses and stuff. But I think you know, we've got a very good line of horses. You know, we're not expecting an average of January like 300,000. We're more looking to an average of 40,000 or something with this sort of stuff. Um, but I think this is the side where, you know, whether you're coming to buy part of a horse or a whole horse, the entry points at a value price. And, and 
you've got all those bonuses to run for. You know, whether you're running, you know, you, you've got a cutest race in Magic Millions Day that basically nearly every horse is out on a sale like this is worth a million dollars. And tomorrow's race day, the prize money offer for Queensland bred horses and week in, week out, it's just... It, it gives those buyers that are willing to come to this sale uh, a lot of reason to be here. And, and yeah, so on the back of that, I think, uh, I think you know, anyone that's willing to race their horse in Queensland and needs another horse should be, you know, taking a look at the catalogue for Monday, Tuesday. So I'm expecting the sale to be quite solid. Barry, uh, reading on, on your Magic Millions website, the, the news that Tafane is going to be sold at the sales in May. Absolutely. Very excited by that, obviously. An outstanding mare, a four-time Group 1 winner. We'll be cheering her on in the All-Star Mile tomorrow, and uh, she's an outstanding-looking mare. I think uh, come late May when we offer her, uh, there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be some huge bids coming from all over the world on a, in a mare of her kind. Like She's got an outstanding pedigree to go with, you know, an outstanding CV on the racetrack. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. I'll let you get back to it. I know it's a busy start to what is a huge few days on the Gold Coast. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. There he is, Barry Bodich there from the Magic Millions, the 2022 Gold Coast Magic Yielding Sale. Inspection started today and then Monday and Tuesday, 427 lots. Sammy, average 40,000. That sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, that's it. It's, um, you know, it's it's not uh, over-the-top money as, you know, like I was saying earlier that, that in... You know, with some of the results uh, at these at these uh, these main yielding sales have been quite amazing, and yeah, it's just it's just uh, so interesting, isn't it? And, and then, but here, this as Barry has highlights, this this sale is for those that um, you know uh, it's predominantly Queensland breeders, and 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 you want to race in Queensland. There's so many incentives to to race here in Queensland, and uh, and this is. Uh, you know, uh, you'll you'll be able to pick up a, a a bit of a bargain buy. You know, without without paying over the top money. We'll take a break here on the punters, mate. We're tracked. We have tracked Scott Cross down, so we'll chat to him after the break here on the punters, mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. It is a massive weekend of sport right around the country. We've got the All-Star Mile, the Golden Slipper, the AFL back, the NRL back, Super Rugby is on, Premier League, a whole range of things. So we better check the latest betting markets. Thanks to our good friends at CrossBet. And joining me is Scott Cross. Mate, how are you? Very well. How are you? I'm good. How do, you, how do we keep up with it all this weekend? Let's start with your beloved Reds tonight up against the Brumbies in Super <laughs> Rugby. Two unbeaten teams going to head-to-head. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the clash of the uh, top of the ladder here, and it's a hard one for me. The the heart says the red, but the reds are, but the uh, the brain says the Brumbies. The line's five and a half. I'm going to go in the middle and take the reds plus five and a half. We have Liam Wright uh, returning, uh, but playing away down there, the Brumbies are no um, are no pushover. So this is going to be a really really uh, good match to see who possibly will be the Aussie team to to maybe contend against uh, this, the New Zealand teams later in the season. Well, if you think of having a wager, the last four games have been decided by two points. So there's not much yeah, between the uh, not much between these two teams. Now the Broncos winners round one against Canterbury. 
winners round one, and that is on Sunday evening, the last game of round two. Yeah, uh, the odds certainly don't show it as that close. The Broncos are raging favourites at $1.60 and Canterbury at $2.35. It's it's really hard to, to go against the Broncos in uh, in this matchup. So so my money will be staying in Queensland for this one. And the match you'll hear tomorrow on SEN. Myself, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler will be calling the Gold Coast Titans at home against the Warriors. Yeah, look, I actually think the Titans may be contenders this year. I, I, at $1.39, I think they're, they're good value. The Warriors are $3. The Warriors have lost uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. He's gone across uh, to rugby. I reckon this would be a really interesting game, but I actually could see the Titans running away with this one. What about the Lions and Port Adelaide? Their AFL season underway tomorrow night at the Gabba. Yeah, the Port facing the Lions up at the Gabatoire. Uh, Lions $1.40, Port $2.82. If you look to last year, the Lions only lost two uh, games at the Gabba all season. However, the first was against the Swans, uh, where they were raging favourites. So whether history repeats or not, I still think the Lions would be too good at home at $1.40. Now, there's two big races, there's a number of big races. There's a great meeting on the Gold Coast tomorrow, but uh, the All-Star Mile in Victoria... Yes, mate. The All-Star Mile, I'm sure it's no surprise that over 50% of the holders for Zaki. There's money coming for on Thunderstruck as well, but all the punters are back Zaki. It's pretty hard to pick against it. However, the market mover is Inspirational Girl, and if you look a little bit lower in the odds for a roughie, I actually like the looks of Lightsaber, the moody-trained horse. I think its last race could be forgiven, and at $16, I think there's, there's good value there. And the richest two-year-old race in the world tomorrow... The Golden Slipper. Is it still cool and gatter? It is nothing but cool and gatter at, uh, <laughs> at this pace. Uh, we're almost at half of the hold on cool and gatter. Look, it's drawn poorly in barrier 14, but it's, it's, it's hard to tip against cool and gatter. My money will be going on cool and gatter. However, we have seen some money late for 12, 5 earn, and the market move is actually 14, 7 veils. Opened at 31s into 19s, but... The money's coming uh, for Cool and Gatter, and let's see if you can overcome a bad uh, barrier draw. Yeah, big weekend of sport, mate, and uh, it's going to be hard keeping our eyes on all of it. We've got the women in the World Cup cricket tomorrow as well, so plenty of action all around. Thanks for your time. We'll chat again next week. Take care. Have a good weekend. There is Scott Cross from CrossBet. Remember, gamble responsibly. Now, Sammy, it's time for your weekend forecast. Where do, we, well, it's, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, let's go to the Gold Coast, and, uh, yeah, that's a really good meeting. Gee, race four, number eight, uh, Stardome. Look, I was with this horse a couple of weeks back at Toowoomba. Samantha Collett gave this horse a a beautiful ride, and uh, I think he can go on with the winning form again. Uh, That win under his belt will do his confidence the world a good. He'll go to the races uh, with the chest out on Saturday and with the similar run, uh, gee, I think it'll be hard to beat. So I'm going to go race four, number eight. Then on to uh, the two-year-old race, the two-year-old jewel. It's going to be a beauty. And a horse that is a beauty is she's got the boom. She's just got plenty of boom about her. She's two for two. And I think she'll keep improving and, and she'll win again. So she's a, a sharp horse. And then for the three-year-olds in, in uh, race eight, uh, I like... Number four, Legal Esprit. Now, I tipped this horse. I've been with this horse a couple of times. Uh, the last couple of starts, Mark, uh, Toowoomba a couple of weeks back, I think he got a pair further back than he needed to. And then uh, last time round at Eagle Farm last Saturday, he just got nutted. Oh, 
sick I was. Uh, but anyway, I think it'll win. I think it will win on Saturday, and you can get him at about $12. So he's a bit of value. Uh, he can add a bit of value to the quaddy, but what a great weekend of racing. Yeah, terrific. Um, it's a, a magic re- weekend on the Gold Coast, and then we head to the big races down south. What uh, what are you thinking, the All-Star Mile and the Golden Slipper? I mean, they're, they're just two of a number of big races. Yeah, I like Inspirational Girl. Uh, I think she's drawn a good gate. Uh, she, you know, she was good first up, then gets the win on the board last time round. Uh, yeah, I'm just not convinced Saki's going to get a perfect run uh, from from that uh, wide draw. And, you know, I know Inspirational Girl, she was fantastic. She wanted the win. You see her last start get to the line in the blamey. She's only got to turn up and do that again on uh, Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I think she'll be taking out the all-star mile. And the Golden Slipper, gee, I like uh, the Hawks camp, uh, number six, Sevenak. I really like this horse. Now, he needs a bit of luck from that gate. But William Pike, he's dead set, hit the ground running, hasn't he? Uh, from once uh, basing himself in Sydney, he gets good support from the Hawks camp. And I think he can win a group one for them uh, early doors here. With uh, Sevenak, it just looks a, a good class horse. I mean, gee, this is an open race, Mark, and it's it's going to be the horse that gets the right run in the race. But I think he's a horse with plenty of scope about him. I really like him, Sevenak, and he he's with uh, the Hawks camp. They they're you know they're the best trainers uh, in the country. They're fantastic, and uh, they know they know uh, how to how to uh, train a good one. And this horse is a beauty. Well, it's also at pretty good odds, Sammy. You 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 know. Thinking Cool and Gatter at all? The bar- is it the barrier that you don't like? Uh, I, I, look, I just think um, it's, you know, I mean, she's she's fantastic, Cool and Gatter. I, I just question the the form out of that race, uh, the the um, magic means, you know, how good it was. And I, I just reckon, uh, yeah, as look, I'm sure she'll run honest, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm just. Uh, I think I'll just go around to it this Saturday. Okay, so there you go. At the moment, Sevenak, and they do know how to train a two-year-old, don't they? The Hawkses. Um, is Sammy's pick for the girl and get it soft seven at the moment. Bit of sunshine around, hopefully in uh, Sydney, which will maybe get it down to a soft six. It certainly won't get uh, into the good range. You wouldn't have thought with the amount of rain they've had in New South Wales the last couple of weeks. And it was raining in Sydney again on, what's today, Friday, Wednesday, which cost a whole day's play at the cricket. So they haven't had much luck with the weather, but we seem to expect that at this time of year when it comes to Golden Slipper time and the Autumn Carnival in Sydney. Yeah, you're not wrong, is it? They just, uh, gee, they, they have a uh, get a tough run with it, don't they? But uh, anyway, we're, we're, we're not dealing with uh, rain like, like we were a couple of weeks ago, which is a good thing. No. Now, do you have anything at all for the sunny coast? Island? Have you had a look at that or any other meeting we can maybe? Uh, yeah, I suppose uh, there was one at the sunny coast. As I look quickly, I tell you what, there was uh, a horse in race six, the last race for Lindsay Hatch and Les Barbatilli, Disco Boom. Uh, this was a good winner last time round, and I think uh, it's there's a couple of scratchings out of this race, so it's only a small field of six. And I think, gee, I think it'll give a good sight. It's uh, the Hatch camp. He's a good trainer, Lindsay Hatch. And Les is a good pilot. So uh, it's they've found the, the right race for it to go two in a row. It's been very consistent right throughout this preparation. And I think it uh, can go on with its winning run tonight. So race six, 
Number two, Disco Boom. So racing today, the Thoroughbreds at Townsville and the Sunny Coast. Harnessed racing at Marburg and Warwick. Greyhounds at Ipswich and Townsville. And just repeating that the that Albion Park is still out of order because of electrical faults. That was There's no power at Albion Park, even though the Brecky Creek Hotel is back up and running. They can't get the parts at poor old Albion Park to get the the uh, Harness and Greyhounds back there. So Marburg and Warwick today and Ipswich and Townsville with the Greyhounds. Tomorrow, Aquas Park Gold Coast is the main meeting. Then they're at Ipswich, Innisfale, Toowoomba, Longridge, S, Cloncurry and Springshaw. Harness at Redcliffe, Greyhounds at Ippy. And then on Sunday, Sunny Coast again. Redcliffe for the Harness, Ippy and Rocky for the Greyhounds. Good on you, Sammy. I will see you tomorrow morning for the Darling Download. Can't wait, Mark. Good luck, punters. That's all we have time for on the Punters, mate, this week. Chris Nelson will be back next Friday to join me. We look forward to that, but Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.